Hey, it's Birdie from the future, and I have decided to completely re-record this episode and retell this story. If you are looking to hear the unedited original versions of the podcast, that is going to be over on patreon.com slash spirit diaries. That is a place where I have put all of these original episodes for you all to listen to that are safe and protected. When I originally started this podcast, I know I've said it before, but I'll say it again, I had no intent on this being anything more than some (laughs) thing I just ranted into a microphone about some of the strange stuff of my life because I really didn't talk about it to anyone and I truly didn't feel comfortable really sharing much about the spirit side of things just because I'm fully aware of how people look at you and we'll get into some stories that I skipped over the first time around because I wasn't too keen on sharing them, but I want to share this story again for this episode in a different way that has a little less detail and talks a little bit more about how this really affected my relationship with spirit. So I was in middle school and as I mentioned before in the podcast, this was just a really, really horrific time of my life and I was in sixth grade and it was winter break and long story short, we had gotten a phone call that my aunt was brutally murdered and this was something that I didn't quite comprehend. I didn't know that There was so much bad in the world, and I had been experiencing some bad, but to have somebody die, and she died in a very, very medieval, horrific way, to put it lightly. She was 18, and just barely 18, and, uh, God, it's so hard to say that as an adult, because that's so young. I just can't believe how young she was. And it was done by someone she trusted and considered a good friend. And it, in my opinion, uh, was a hate crime because it was done in front of others. and And the others were coached in court when they were sentencing the one who committed the murder to um, not refer to her as the N-word and try to just call her girl or that one. And because, you know, using her name was too, too ludicrous to even think about. So they were struggling to come up with a way to refer to her not by her name, and not as the N-word. It was really, really, really fucked up. It was not something that I could possibly fathom. And during this time, I was struggling with just (laughs) regular teen stuff and also other things that were happening in my life. And that was just really strange and this spirit stuff was something that I just truly 
didn't want to engage with, especially now. I had had family members die in the past, but I was so young and I didn't really know them. And this was new territory for me. I went to the funeral and that was my first time seeing a dead body. And it was really scary (laughs) to see someone you love like that. And I'm not sure if you guys have ever gone to like an open casket funeral, but the person just doesn't look right. It They just don't look like them. And I was pretty upset. And essentially, that was the funeral. But shortly after that, I started receiving spirit messages from this family member. And to this day, she is significant in her communication style and communicates actively for other members of my family. And unfortunately, it <laughs> makes me talk to them. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I... When I first started receiving communication from her, I was pretty alarmed and I wasn't quite sure if it was a dream or if it was real. And of course, I was always super skeptical of it. But I realized then that spirits weren't this other. They weren't these horror movie scary goblins and ghouls and bad guys and these people were someone's family. They were someone's daughter. They were someone's brother. They were someone's sister, like someone's father, like their actual dad. And this notion just didn't click in my brain at that time until this had happened. And it really changed the way I saw spirits because no longer was I starting to become really afraid, but I felt pity. I worried for them. I was so empathetic and desperate to help if I could or do something and ultimately a lot of times with spirit stuff there's just not anything they really want you to do and it was definitely hard and I do want to talk I've been getting some messages from you all lately and I know I've gone a little bit more into non-spirit related things that have happened in my life at this time to illustrate how severe I just wanted the spirit stuff to not be a part of my life and to be very normal. Um, I know so many of you are so excited about mediumship and really wanting to learn it and I am so happy that a lot of people have had really good experiences and really want to expand their psychicness but For me, it was just not something that was this cool, magical thing. Now, I think it is pretty cool. But back then, I I definitely absolutely hated it. And some of you have told me, oh, you know, the past is in the past. Get over it. And I have to speak on that because for me, the past is not in the past, especially with doing this podcast. I have to talk about my past and I've decided to deep dive and share and obviously that's what these origin story episodes are is 
dissecting my entire past. And uh, my hope with going more in depth into some of these things is maybe from a scientific standpoint, seeing what could trigger spiritual communication. And from a human standpoint and a psychological standpoint, just understanding how severe it was for me to feel like I was isolated and alone and that I didn't have anybody to confide in and that the disbelief and the skepticism of paranormal events was extremely damaging to me because whether you want to believe me or not, the truth of the matter is there is some way I'm getting information about places, about people, about things, and I can't explain how that happens. You know, maybe I'm a freaking genius and I just know everything, but I find that highly unlikely. <laughs> I find that less likely than spirit communication. And this is something to where I just want to try to help normalize that these experiences aren't unique to myself. These experiences aren't unique to a handful of people. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people all experience this, even if it's just once in their life. Other people experience it more. And it's something to where I do think it's important to talk about other things outside of my spirit life that happened that helped shape my understanding of empathy and humanity and having just a more deep connection when spirits come up to me and talk to me about something horrific they've been through. A lot of times they'll pull up my own trauma and this is something that I have to deal with. And while I'm healed from these past experiences, when I talk about them, of course I get upset. It's not easy to talk about my family member who was brutally murdered. That's something I'll never be able to say out loud without gasping. And it's not in the past. I actively have to work to keep this serial killer in freaking jail because they want to release this person all the time. And all the time, I have to follow up and make sure that this person stays off the streets so nobody else's family is harmed because this isn't the first time it happened, happened before, and I guarantee you it's gonna happen again. And it's scary and terrifying. And these other traumatic experiences that happened to me as a child, you know, those things don't go away. Those experiences necessarily didn't ever stop or those interactions with people didn't ever stop. And there is so much more to this than I can share because, you know, if I share everything, I just, that's insane. <laughs> uh, but I want to share enough so you guys have an idea of where I'm coming from, an idea of how traumatic this might be for someone dealing with this. And if you are a teacher, if you are a parent, if you are, you know, an adult in somebody's life, I am so for psychic kids and kids in general. Like, we just need to do better as adults to create safe spaces for children, whether they're dealing with mediumship or being queer or any of these <laughs> things that kids face, even if they just feel different, if they need access to food, any of it. I, this, this podcast is so much more than spirituality. It's about humanity. Be, and 
because we see this even when we go to these locations. These spirits are traumatized. They have gone through horrific events. And even then, if they had someone in life there to help, maybe we could have stopped that trauma. Maybe their spirit wouldn't be there. Maybe that horrible energetic impression that is left like glue on the walls would not be there if we provided a better safe society for people to live in and this is such a key thing that is important with this work we're not just talking about dead people we're talking about us as living people and what we can do to prevent some of these situations from happening in the future like there was the Randolph County Asylum that had so many people in there who had faced horrible oppression and have been shunned from society and we did them a disservice then and we have the ability now to do our living better now to where maybe the future dead maybe they won't be as harmed by horrific events in their life and uh, that's a lot of what keeps people in spirits stuck or at least the impressions there are these very traumatic events so I just want to say that but yeah experiencing a horrific death early on in my life was very difficult and one of the stories in the original podcast that I share is that I've talked about before my middle school really liked this stand up in front of class and humiliate yourself type of tactic and that was done with my aunt who had passed. Um, I was asked to stand in front of the class and was told that I needed to tell the class that I was a liar and I made up her death for attention and I stood up in front of class and I was a good student so I often just lied to do what the teacher said because I was more afraid of letting down an adult than I was of speaking my truth at that time so most of the time I just said whatever ridiculous thing they wanted me to say and I didn't for that and I cried in front of a class as everybody laughed and made fun of the fact that my family member was murdered and it it changed me it changed me it changed me for the rest of my life because people are horrible people are absolutely freaking horrible and this is something that is still a thing people are still horrible to me all the time about this podcast like please don't think that just because there are so many of you that I am not getting horrible messages all the freaking time and it's made me wonder why I'm even doing this but I'm doing this for me for my young self and for everybody else out there like that who grew up like that who's growing up now and (laughs) these traditional media platforms try to shape the paranormal and mediums to be this scary thing oh it's witchcraft witches are evil oh my gosh a pentagram (gasps) oh no there could be nothing worse and it's just all bullshit and I will share my own experiences in the very near future with traditional networks and how awful it is of what they want to portray and this is just a negative cycle and we can break it 
I hope this little rant was decent and I hope just that little tidbit that I had experienced someone's death traumatically and that communicating with them after death was eye-opening to my understanding and connection with spirit because I can assure you after that happened I became a lot softer towards spirit and a lot more understanding and while the fear never went away my heart grew bigger just like the little Grinch <laughs> I was less of a Grinch towards spirit so I, I I do love you all thank you for those of you who are supporting it means a lot well thank you all for listening to the spirit diaries and I will see you next time mm-hmm.